0: Refuge connection of Churches theme for 2015 is based upon Hebrews 11 and 6, which says, without faith, it is impossible to please God. For he who comes to the Lord must believe that he is and that he is a rewarder of those that diligently seek him. And based upon that verse, the theme is pleasing the Lord through living by faith. Based upon the verse, faith is a lifestyle. Faith is a lifestyle. Faith is a lifestyle, therefore, if I'm living by faith, my thinking, my talking, and my deeds are going to be just. I say that based upon another scripture, Romans 1 and 17, where Paul said, in part, the righteousness of God is revealed from faith to faith. As it is written, the just shall live by Faith. I'm going to live a just life because I'm going to put God's word into action. Or specifically, I'm going to start thinking, talking, and doing according to what is written. As well as being proclamated week in and week out from my pastor. The just shall live by faith. I have a yearning as well as a determination to please God. So therefore, I've got to change my thinking my talking and my doings because this is going to be a better year for me. This is going to be a greater year for me. It's going to be greater because if I please God, he's going to cause peace to come my way. He's going to cause Shalom to come my way if I please him. Consider Proverbs six sixteen and seven. You can turn there if you want. But it but it says when a man ways please the Lord, he makes his enemies to be at peace with him. Now, it's a proverb, so you can't just look at it from a a literal standpoint uh, in that God can cause folks that you normally don't get along with to be okay with you. Because that's not what he's saying. Because if God is going to cause your enemies to be at peace with you You have to first consider uh, the theological definition of peace, the primary definition of peace from a theological standpoint, that being prosperity. It says that if I please God, he's going to cause the wealth of the unjust to get into my hands. He's going to make my enemies to be at peace with me. He's going to cause my enemies to cause me, get this, to prosper. He's going to do what he did for Abraham when Abraham, the father of faith, lived by the word of God. Remember, enemies were were ready to kill Abraham because of his wife, Sarah. But God told the enemy, you better not touch Abraham. So instead of the enemies trying to take him out, they ended up blessing him. And it didn't just happen in one place. It happened in a number of places. Abraham was living a lifestyle that God had told him to live. And because of that, God calls him to prosper. Everywhere he went, he he prospered. Abraham so prospered to where he reached a point in his life that he was able to be a blessing to his nephew Lot. And Lot and Abraham were so prosperous to where Abraham said to him one day, it's time for us to separate because we got too much stuff to stay together. So you choose whether you want to be in the north, south, east, and west. And whatever you choose, I'll just do the opposite. He gave Lot first choice. And so Lot moved. But after Lot moved, then God told Abraham, I want you to look. As far as you can see. Because everything you see is what I'm going to bless you with. I know you're letting Lot have that, but, but Lot really ain't doing what he needs to do. I'm blessing him because of you. Every place that the sole of your feet tread, I'm going to bless you with it. And at the time, he was walking in places that belonged to enemies of Israel. But God was going to cause a peace or prosperity to come upon Abraham because of him bringing him pleasure. What I love is that God changes Not. If he did it for Abraham, he'll do it for Walker. Now, I don't mind you putting your name down. Matter of fact, just say to somebody, if you're going to put your name down, if he did it for Abraham, hold on though, and Walker, he'll do it. And you finish it. But I have to please him. And Hebrews 11 and 6 says again, without faith, it is impossible to please him. It cannot be done apart from faith. I can, I can follow some good plans. And the plans that I follow may cause some things to come my way. But there's no plan you can follow that's going to cause prosperity to come your way the way God's plan does. A friend of yours can tell you if you put step one, two, and three into action, this right here will happen and, and it and will, and it will probably happen. you're a prosperous son, but there is a difference between the prosperity that you can get from a person, a person's versus the prosperity of God. Even Solomon, who is considered the richest man that has ever lived, made a difference between the blessings of God and the blessings of men. In Proverbs 10 and 22, he said, the blessing of the Lord makes one rich and he adds no sorrow with it you have to make up in your mind who who you gonna please Is, is it going to be god or is it going to be somebody else if you please god god is going to cause prosperity to come your way God will bless you beyond your wildest dreams. That's the reason one writer said he will do exceeding abundantly above, get this, what you, what you ask or what you think. But if that's going to happen, you have to live by faith. You can't live by one antithesis of faith. That being the flesh. When you live by the flesh, according to Romans 8, 5 through 8, in part, you're not going to please God. You're not going to please Him. So, If living in the flesh is a lifestyle that does not please God the question should be what is it to live in the flesh? Number one based upon what I have said thus far is to live an unjust life. Is to remain a sinner. Or is to be A Christian, but you're living the life of a transgressor. See, see the, see the scripture says the way of a transgressor is hard. You can be a Christian, but your lifestyle is more close to a sinner than a saint. Oh, let me break that down a little bit. You were looking at me strange reading. I need to go ahead and just break it down. If you think like your unsaved friend, talk like your unsaved co-worker and act like your unsaved uncle Life going to continue to be hard for you until you change because you're living an unjust life. But contextually, the flesh or living in the flesh is synonymous with having a carnal mind. Biblically speaking, a carnal mind is, first of all, according to Philippians 2 and 5, a mind that is not the mind of Christ. Secondly, according to the scripture, is a mind that has not been changed or transformed in order to prove or know what is the good, acceptable, and perfect will of God. Consider Romans 12 and 2. Paul told the church... That in order for them to properly receive the will of God, their mind had to be transformed. Be ye transformed by the renewing of your mind is what he said in Romans 12 and 2. You've got to be changed if you're going to receive what God is, is speaking if your mind is the mind of a sinner, you will reject what God is saying. Because you will look at the things of God as being foolish. Look at the things of God and say out of your mouth, there is no way. That's the reason you have uh, saints in every church that never receive the manifested promises of God. They'll see people all around them receiving the bounty of God but will not be experiencing the bounty because their mind has not been changed. They have not took the time to renew their mind. They will say hallelujah, praise the Lord, but they will not change their thinking process. They will not believe God for the impossible. They they will not believe God as their source in totality. They will always say as well as uh, act as if the job is first and then God. Hold on. Common sense is first, and then God. If the scripture makes sense, praise the Lord, I'll do it. But if it does not make sense, they reject it. And understand, you, you have some scripture references that you can take from a literal standpoint. But there are some scripture references that you have to look at as a person that is conscious of the things of God. If you're not God conscious, you you will look at certain scriptures and, and say, there is no way. But when you're God conscious and you look at scriptures like Romans 8 and 28 in the midst of a fiery trial and that scripture tells you everything is going to work out for the good because God loves you, you will shout about it, you will hold on to it, you will speak it day in and day out. But if your mind is not where it needs to be, You'll be uttering out of your mouth, How in the world can it work out? And I just got another bad report. How many understand the difference between having a carnal mind and a God-conscious mindset just based on what I've been saying? So if I'm in the flesh, I have a carnal mind Set. That's first, and and that's very important. I have not changed my mind. And some people would have you think that you only need to renew or transform your mind once, but depending. on what you're facing in life you may have to change your mindset on a daily basis cuz cuz listen to me listen to me you can be used to going through normal stuff but then all of a sudden god sends what i call a fiery 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 trial your way Causes you to go down a path you have never went down before. And see, just your normal God consciousness is not going to be able to comprehend what you're going through and trust God for deliverance. You have to do what the old folks used to say. You have to elevate your mind in order to go higher. When you're carnal-minded, it leads to death. So if I'm in the flesh and, and my thinking is off or in contrast to the will of God, eventually I'm going to experience death. I'm going to experience it spiritually. I'm going to experience it figuratively. And ultimately I will experience it physically and possibly eternally. All of a sudden, God, God will take his hands off. Because when, when your carnal minded, notice the scripture, you will actually become rooted or fixed in believing what's contrary to the will of God. God can be telling you through your pastor week in and week out, better is here and better is coming. But you have got so fixed on the fact that things are not working out for you to where you are rejecting or ignoring what the preacher is saying. And when God tries to get to your heart, get to your mind, but you continue to reject it sooner or later, the Lord says, well, she won't believe it, so I'm going to give it to somebody else. And my thing is, can I have it, Lord? If she don't want it, let me have it. If she don't want to believe you for it, Lord, just go ahead and send it my way. And how many know if you don't believe God for certain things, if you don't trust God for certain things, He will take from you and give to somebody else of what He has for you. He will not give it to you because of your unbelief or carnal mindset and give it to somebody else. Used to be a song, it wasn't true, it wasn't true, it wasn't true. I'm going to say that. It wasn't true if a person was carnal minded. Used to be this song that said, what God has for me is for me. Not, not, not necessarily. You will be amazed at folks who ended up with something that God never intended for them to have. Simply because a carnal minded saint would not trust God for it. I believe I have been a recipient of a number of people's blessings. I really believe that. I I believe, I believe God decided He was going to give it to me because one of my brothers in the same church I was in decided He wasn't going to believe God for it. Why? He cannot remind, He cannot reward the carnal mindset to be carnal. Minded is death. It's death. Look at what, what the scripture says to us. Those who are in the flesh, get this, cannot please God. Can be a pastor preaching the word because I ain't pleased with him. He'll preach it, but he won't live it. He'll tell the folks to give me my money, but he robbing me. He'll tell folks to trust me for deliverance, trust me for prosperity, but he won't even trust me for prosperity. Oh, don't be looking so amazed. You you know it's preachers that don't believe God the way they proclamate it. Yeah. Say one thing, but live something else. And, and it's evident in some places because you, you will see an entire church and, and within that church nobody's prospering. And the primary reason nobody is prospering in the church is because the head is sick. How in the world can people get prosperity sold into them if the message is being broadcast in the flesh? It's not going to happen. To be carnally minded is death. And those that are in the flesh cannot, cannot please God. When God tells me to do something, I have to put it into operation if I'm going to please him. If I don't put it into operation, it it says about me that not only is my mind off, but my talk as well as my deeds are off. Because if something is in my mind or in my heart, eventually it's going to come out of my mouth. And my ways are going to be a manifestation of what I'm thinking and what I'm talking. And when you're thinking, talking and doing right, biblically speaking, those things will lead to benefits. But when you're thinking, talking and doing the wrong thing is going to lead to to death how can that be well consider Proverbs 18 and 21 death and life are in what the power of the tongue before I speak it's going to have to come to my mind to my heart. And again. If I'm thinking it. And if I'm speaking it. It's going to manifest in my lifestyle. If I'm in the flesh. I cannot please God. And. The trouble with some saints. Is that. The flesh is com being in the flesh is common to them. It's common to be churchy on Sunday. And do otherwise when it's not Sunday. There was a time you, you could tell a difference between the true church and the false church by simply looking at, the lifestyle from Sunday to Sunday. But now, folks, who have the baptism of the Holy Ghost, often quench it during the week. See, if I'm... According to Galatians 5 and 16, if I'm led of the Spirit, I'm not going to fulfill what the flesh wants. But see, that can't just be a Sunday thing. That thing has to be 24-7 every day. I got to make it my business not to please, to please the flesh because the, the flesh is greedy. I said the flesh is greedy. Lord, I better talk about mine because some of y'all over here, y'all, y'all, y'all may not. How many know the flesh is greedy? You trying to fast? The flesh won't chicken. Let's eat. You obeying God by giving him his tithes and offering. What the flesh doing? Look, I thought you were going to do such and such. You ain't going to be able to do it if you give him his money. Say so your neighbor, the flesh is greedy. And the greediness of the flesh does not lead to fulfillment. It leads to death. By now somebody ought to have in their mindset, This flesh ain't gonna control me like it did last year or the previous years, it's gonna be a total change in twenty fifteen. Am I talking about you? Because understand something if you were not living justly in twenty fourteen, you were in the flesh. Can I, can I break it down a little more? Yeah. If you say, well pastor, um, you know sometimes it really got hard, but but I did live justly. I did live according to the word of God sometimes. well you could have been a 60-40 Christian. of the time you were living in the flesh. 40% of the time you were living in the spirit. You could have been a 70, 30 Christian. But is that what you want? Because see the Bible says you reap what you If I really want God to cause overflow in my life, the 2080 ain't going to work. I can name it, claim it, but it ain't going to work. It's not going to happen. The just shall live by That's just the bottom line. It doesn't matter if it's the pastor or the least person. All of us have to live by faith. And faith says whatever God sends forth Sunday in and Sunday out, I'm going to have to take that word and put it into action. Romans ten fourteen through 17 says, In part, how shall they hear without a preacher? How shall he preach except he be sent? Sent means anointed, appointed of God. And then Romans 10 and 17 says, So then faith comes by and hearing the word of God. That anointed or sent preacher is going to be given a message by God. And whatever he proclamates, I have to make it my business to live it. I got to live it. And and what that says to me is that if, if I'm going to get out of the flesh and start walking in the spirit, I need to pray for my preacher. Because I don't want my preacher coming Sunday in and Sunday out with something that's basically an appetizer. A worse, a leftover. Because if, if, if I have to live by God's word... I want to make sure that whatever I am getting is fresh. I want to make sure what I'm getting is not for the folk down the street. I want to make sure it's specifically for me. Say so you your neighbor, you got to pray for your pastor. That he or she receives the word of God that God has ordained for the church I didn't say pray that he preaches what you want him to preach there's a difference I said what God would have him give the people of God because we need somebody that's omniscient to tell the preacher what to preach God is all knowing God knows what needs to be put on the table he knows what we need in order to live a just life. Because when it comes to living a just life or life by faith, you will run into obstacles that, that's going to cause you to have to hope in ways that you have never hoped in your life. Because hope is a part of faith. You know Hebrews 11 and 1. Faith is the substance of things hope. For the evidence of things not seen. You have to make sure that your preacher comes forth with a message that's going to cause you to hope or have expectation like you have never had in your life. Why? Because when you talk about hope, you are talking about believing God for something that you can't put your hand on. You are talking about believing God for something that naturally speaking you cannot afford. You are just trusting that because he promised it that he's going to make it come into your life. How many know God to give you a creative miracle? And so I have to pray. And and see, this is the thing about the Word of God. If your preacher speaks a message of faith, that Word is going to get in your spirit. And if you take it and hide it in your heart, It's going to first do what David said. It's going to protect you from sinning. David said, Lord, your word have I hid in my heart. Because I don't want to sin against you. How many know it takes the word to keep you from sinning? Y'all quiet over there. Stretch your hands over there and say, Lord, just help. help. (laughs) See, the Holy Spirit will bring things back to your remembrance, what your preacher proclamated. That will be a weapon against whatever is trying to make you do, think, or talk. That's contrary to the will of God. How many understand that? And see. Notice how that fixed with the text. Because if I'm in the spirit. I can actually become fixed. In my mind. The same way a person in the the flesh. Can become fixed. When it comes to the carnal mind, I can become fixed when it comes to the things of God. And that's a good place to be. You are in a good place when, when your mindset is better is here and better is coming. Despite the fact that I ain't got a coin in my pocket. When you have the mind to say it's still going to happen despite what you don't possess. You are in a good place. Oh God, that's your neighbor. Where are you at tonight? Do you have a fixed mind according to the things of God? Or are you carnal in your, in your thinking? In my clothes. Look at what he says. If I'm, if I'm corner minded. Death. But if I'm receiving the word from my pastor. Week in and week out. Putting it into action. Allowing that thing to get in my heart. Allowing it to get in my mindset. In my spirit. In my total being. I'm going to have two things. Number one, life. Now you know he was already talking to people that were existing. So it's obvious he was talking about the God kind of life. Jesus said in John 10, 10, the thief comes not before the steal, kill, and destroy, but I. I I came. So you can have life. And when he said so you can have life, he was talking about existence. But then he flipped it. He said, but more abundantly. He didn't just say abundantly. He said more abundantly. More abundantly connotes overflow. Your life is not going to be typical if you have faith in me. Your life is not going to be normal if you have faith in me. You will learn how not to compare your life with your co-worker's life get this though both of you are making the same thing because faith says to you we are making the same thing but I'm living in the overflow because God came that I might have life and that More abundantly. I'm not just going to give you typical life. I'm I'm going to give you life that will cause folks to scratch their head and wonder how. You you remember Nicodemus was was so stunned by the words of Jesus to where even though he had been in church a long time, he he asked Jesus, how can this be? How can it be? That's how God will cause folks to look at the life he will bless you with. They will wonder how in the world can it be? be it don't seem like she should be that far ahead in life we work the same amount of hours we do the same thing but but get this if you're not living by faith what i'm talking to you right now sounds crazy it don't make sense to you because you are not receiving it as a person of faith. But if you are receiving this message based upon faith, based upon the promises of God, you know with God all things are. Oh God, how find three folks and tell them with God all things are possible. All right, all right, that's enough. Sit down, sit down. But if you're in the spirit, you not only receive life, he said, and peace. And peace. I told you earlier that peace has to do with prosperity. Whether we're talking about shalom or a rain. The primary meaning is prosperity. And so you never can limit prosperity to money. It says that God is going to do Third John 2 for you. What is 3 John 2? Beloved is my wish that you prosper. And be in health. How? Even as your soul does prosper. Soul, suke, goes back to life. As your life prospers. As you live by faith. I want everything to be productive in your life. As you live by faith. And again, folks don't look at you like you're crazy when you tell them that that you're trusting God. But but you're not trusting Him just to be doing something. You're trusting Him based upon what you have received from your preacher. Get this, because faith is never pointless. Every time you trust Every time you tell somebody you're trusting God, you should have a reference. And that reference, biblically speaking, should be from your sent preacher. Faith comes by. And hearing. God going to bless me with better. How can you say that? That's what my sent preacher been telling me. How can you so believe your preacher like that? Because Amos 3 and 7 says, surely. The Lord God will do not one thing, saving He revealed his secret, his plan, his vision, his mission, his purpose to his servant, the prophet, second chronicles twenty and twenty the last sentence. believe the Lord, your God, so shall you be established. believe his prophets, so shall you prosper. And I'm done. Let's give the Lord a hand to pray. Thank you for listening to the A Place of Refuge Productive Living Podcast with Bishop Barry D. Walker. Please stop by our website for more information on our church at www.aplaceofrefugechurch.org. Until next time, remember, Jesus came that you might have life and have it more abundantly.